Yo, thanks for tuning in to the Fox Crate Podcast. This is your boy, Sonny Hermano, your fellow crate digger. All right, as promised, here's side B of the Fox Crate 2020 wrap-up special. Roshan, unofficial. I and I, Johnny, will figure out the microphone style. This Bounce Music. Come in, sister, shall request a on vinyl love bounce. Sister, shall request a on vinyl love bounce. So, with that, you are object of a teenage job. A great pizza, or a bossy neck. I'm gonna tell you, me love vinyl, let me play. Okay, so that'll take us to our next segment, which, you know, makes sense with given the fact that you came up on three Austin Power soundtrack records. Um, <laughs> Maybe the, are those three the ones that will represent your list for the top, what we're calling the top three come-ups of 2020? How come-up is defined by you guys, I'll let you decide and tell us why it was a come-up. So okay. let's start with Rick on this one. Um, okay. Top Rick, what were your top up. three come-ups? Okay, I'll go uh, number one, uh, Back to Souls of Mischief. This okay. was the Rarities EP. It's a bootleg release. Um, and it has number one... It's labeled as Taxi. The name of the song is actually called Cab Fare. But people know it as Taxi because they sampled the opening credits for Taxi, the theme song. Oh, okay, nice. Um, it is fucking awesome. We got it uh, Paradise City when we when COVID first happened. Yep. And we were like, you know, we wanted to support record stores. So you were able to connect with... with uh, Induce. Shout out to Induce. Yeah, so you connected with Induce and said... Can you show us what you have in your bins? And I was, and then you kind of reached out to me. It's like, do you want video of anything he has? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> have him go through the hip hop bins. And this was in there. Somewhat of a best of, mm-hmm. um, but based off of the Cab Fare record, it, it's 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 perfect. It also has "You Never Knew," which is off of you know their their hieroglyphics release. But yeah. this was number three for you or number one for you? Are I you think going- I have all number ones here, man. Uh, I want to. I want to. But I'll say, I'll say three. Gotta, I'll say three. That's, number that's two, like that's, that's okay. like somebody saying all my I children all are my, my favorites. Yeah, get get out of here, man. I'm gonna say. So this one. Um, Number two would be uh, Tropa Magica. Mm. So, Smells Like Cumbia, right? They did essentially a cover of that. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy it based off of that, you know? So, it's it's a cover of. Actually, it's a cover of Come As You Are. Right. Um, On the B side, they do a cover of Mr. Lou. Mm, Okay. After that, there's a song called All of Me, which. I've been meaning to ask you, is there like, it feels like it's like a Sammy Davis song or something. It feels like it's some, it's a song that's Yeah, there's like a standard, a there's crooner. a standard called All of Me. Okay, I think this is it. Because it's yeah. like, it's, this is again, one of those, 
I, I love when you find something and the B-side gives you something that you didn't know you were looking for. All of me. Why not take all of me, baby? Can't you see? I'm no good without you. Take my arms. I'll never use them. Take my lips. I wanna lose them. So that cover of All of Me does it for me. Like, nice. So, you know, A, it's, again, it's many functions. You could play this at a party yeah. to flex. Like, oh, I got a cumbia cover of blah, blah, blah. You know, this yeah, is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, shit. But that All of Me uh, cover is, is, is beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And, and, like, he's just out there with his vocals, really. You know, he got things like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. so he does it the way he does. I the, think the it's band David. Form- formerly known as The Commons. The Commons, who played at our baby shower <laughs> in my, right. in my backyard. So cool. That's right. <laughs> Shout like, out to, the, to Tropa like, Magica. Uh, so it's like, yo, that band that played in the backyard, they're like on KCRW right now. I was like, yeah, no shit. I booked them for yeah. 100 bucks. Like, <laughs> hey, don't put uh, their shit out there like that. You oh, no, their rate has we're, gone up. We're editing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. And they kicked it and played corridos after. Like, it was, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Number three, which is technically number one this has been in my my own personal collection for about 20 years I found it again <laughs> what record is it say it out loud uh, so it's Dwight Tribal and the Life Force Trio Equipus is the name of the record um, it was the last song I played on this was in La Casa Part 2 the last song I just play it out kind of like a walk off song nice um, they were big in the aughts I guess 2000s. I, I don't know what, what what's come of them. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't kept up with them. But this is like Ninja Tune, 2000s, you Damn. know, era. Yeah. And you have Dwight Tribal, whose vocals are just just intoxicating. It was one of those, I'll find it. It's somewhere in my bins. It's somewhere in my bins. One day, I just started cleaning it all out and then tucked into some miscellaneous shit. Yeah. There it was. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, And, yeah, that this is one of those. It's so just you a, came up you came up on your, your own, own, my own collection. <laughs> That's fucking comedy, dude. Leave it to fucking Rick. <laughs> I was like, A, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot I had this record. B, I can't believe I found it. And then you play it again, and, like, you know, it's, it's so that... That was, I don't, I don't know, maybe we should have been a, a rediscovered category section where we're supposed to be category, <laughs> but it was literally like I haven't had it for like 15 years. Technically, it's a come up. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, so that's my number three. Uh, cool. All right. That's a dope list. All right, Janae, you're next up. What were your top three come ups and why were they come ups? I have four. Oh, cheater. Um, Everybody's cheating. But you can edit whichever one you want out. <laughs> Um, just because I, I couldn't leave any of them out. So this first one was, um, this is Mac DeMarco's Salad Days uh, demo. And this was actually sent to me by an, uh, a friend on Instagram. So that's why I had to put it in a come up because this is, it's 
pretty pricey. It's a very thoughtful and generous gift, and it's my favorite Mac DeMarco album. Wow, shout out. Do you want to give a shout out to this Instagram? Yeah, so this is Joe. It's actually um, at Championship Vinyl Shop. I actually co-host the vinyl challenge that I do every September with him. Um, And he's very, very generous. After every month, he'll send me, you know, a little something. And this year, it was just a little bit more generous. Dang, that's Um, cool. Shout out to, wait, what's his handle? Shout out to? Championship Vinyl Shop. Championship Vinyl Shop. That's dope. That's awesome. That's, again, that's the beauty of this community is that you'll never know, you know, when folks would be generous. Yes. (laughs) That's not why we do it, but... In case, you know, Championship Vinyl wants to hook us up, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll float a list out there. We'll collab with some, you know, vinyl challenges. No, I'm just playing. That's cool. Yeah, no, he's really, really nice. nice. Um, let's see. So this next one is Britney Spears. <laughs> this is Baby One More Time single. It's a promo. And I just found this at Record Jungle in the dollar bin. Oh, shout out to Andy. One dollar, yes. huh? Damn. Worth much more than one dollar. So that this wow. was this was a good and it's in such good condition. So Okay. Yeah, this also had to be on there. Nice. Um so the next one, which I guess would be number two. I went I'm going up to number one. It's doggy style. Is that an original pressing? This is an original pressing. Hey. That I got at Vinyl Source. He did some like random like auction, and I usually, like I said, I don't do the Instagram thing. Yeah. And I wasn't even bidding um, until the last minute. I put a bid in, and I friggin' won. Um, Sniper, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so wait, wait, tell the folks what record is this? Again? This is Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. Nice. OG. Damn. Um, oh, yeah. So it was. It wasn't a come up in the sense that it was like inexpensive. Um, I still paid. A good price for it, but I just thought it was cool that I want it. And oh, yeah, I, awesome. I sniped it from somebody. Yep. <laughs> and then this last one is this is just really weird, kind of obscure. This was actually gifted to me by Renee from Sonido del Valle. So shout out to Renee. It was gifted. Hey, shout out to Renee. <laughs> yeah, you got your shirt on. <laughs> got the merch on. So what is it? What record? What so record this is, is this? It's, it's a compilation of just random Spanish music. But if you see here, that is Selena. Oh, oh shit! This is the very first, like Dinos? Selena on vinyl. Wow! And that's not—it's not her, but it, it features her. So it's super old Selena. It's only one song. Actually, is, is it one or is it two songs? I think it's only one song. So is it Selena and Los Dinos? Selena and Los it... Dinos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So that's a, that was your top three come-ups, or top four, I guess, technically, four. of uh, <laughs> of 2020. All right, I have three. And again, mind you, all these, wait, were all these? Yeah, all these were bought online, and I'll tell you how I came up on all of them. This one is Polo who is more famous for being a part of the group Los Apson. Oh, yeah. But this was his solo album, which I think still kind of featured Los Apson in the background, but he marketed it as just his album. Um, Now, this was a song. have Have you guys ever fallen victim to like hearing a song from back in the day in Spanish and then believing that that was the original version of what later you found out was mm-hmm. an English song all mm-hmm. these years. <laughs> yeah. Like that's happened to me multiple times. Yeah. Again, my 
for those of you out there who maybe don't remember, I came into this vinyl collecting game and, and music in many ways through my pops. And my dad would play all this, you know, Spanish, you know, beautiful classic songs that he grew up with. And one of the songs I remember early on listening to was uh, El Último Beso, mm-hmm. which, which is like one of the most beautiful, haunting songs ever. And in Spanish, mind you, I never knew it, it was actually a song in English until I think one day I was listening to KRF 101 as a, as a slightly older kid. And it was like, wait a minute, this guy's singing exactly the same that this other song. Like, oh shit, they covered a Spanish song, like a Latin song? No, that's not what happened. <laughs> it's actually the Latin artist, in this case, Polo, who did a cover of uh, Jay Frank and the Cavaliers, I believe, who sings The Last Kiss. More people know that song because Pearl Jam did yeah. like a popular version of that song. Fuck Pearl Jam's version. I don't care for it. Um, it's either it's either you go Polo's version or Jay, Jay Frank and the Cavaliers. So come for me if you have any heat i don't care <laughs> it's my grandpa's um, favorite song of all time by the way there you go it's, you see it's a really good um, song this record i don't know the exact date of when the record was released i want to say it's in the 60s when this album came out um and i got it in like practically as pristine condition as you can get for a record and i got it for like 15 bucks off at discogs and uh, to have it for $15, I mean, what this means to me more so traditionally, you know, because of my heritage and family, will never, like, I would have paid $115 or $200 for it. The fact that I got it for $15, hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> You know, in case y'all are wondering, yo, this fool hasn't featured any reggae. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> um, this album by Derek Harriet is called Reggae Disco Rockers. And this album normally goes for, in great condition, $85 plus. Okay, and it's hard to find. Like, you'll never find. I've talked about ad nauseum how hard it is to find good reggae uh-huh. in... California shops because it that shit flies real quick. So the, the upside to like shopping at Discogs this year was I got to be more calculated with my purchases. Whereas before, when you di- go into a record shop, it's more like on a whim. Like, ah, oh, I've always wanted to buy this record, and now that it's in my hands, I might as well buy it. No, nah, that mm-hmm. shit wasn't happening for me this year. It was I'm buying what I've fucking wanted for a long time. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay an arm and a leg, but I'm gonna be hunting for it online. And that's kind of this was one of those. So. I bought this one through eBay, but through Canada's eBay. And the bid ended at like two in the morning or three and three thirty in the morning local time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I didn't stay up for it. I downloaded see, I'm giving my secrets away here, but whatever. Fuck like it. Like a bot? I downloaded a bot. That, oh my gosh. Daniel w- wants to do that. He wants to oh, get I've the done it. I've, <laughs> okay, I'm I've gonna hook him up with and, you. Uh, and it worked for this record because wow. I bought this record. For 18 Canadian dollars. But again, this record in near mint condition normally goes for 100 bucks plus. Wow. Damn. So this was a come up. And it looks um, like it's in good condition. Oh, yeah. There's a part of reggae history that people 
somehow don't think about, but it's the lovers rock like slash where they cover all the the American oldies of yesterday, like the great soul yeah, ballads. Yeah. This this is part of the subgenre of reggae that I like to call lowrider reggae <laughs> because they cover all the lowrider classics like 18 18 no with a bullet 18 with a bullet is on this record. Goddamn. And, and Derek Derek Harriet has a high falsetto voice. with the boy um so anyways this was the come up oh, yeah. that was number oh. two uh number three damn i'm gonna have to limit it all right i guess number three so this speaking of canada is an artist named chaos i've talked about him once before on the fox crate podcast the name of the album is called the joyful rebellion this record came out in 2004 this dude was ahead of his time he was the dude in canada this album in particular is it's like a beautiful light hip hop album. It's very alternative hip hop. I wouldn't do, I did them. Secrets below the surface, the truth I hit them. As mankind has passed, the can he erase? The tears of a million years, this human race of animals that talk and walk upright. The slave all day and fall in the trance at night, growing the planet, trying to find. They did a limited pressing back in 2017 in December, around this time of the year. And the reason why it's a come up is because they when they did the limited pressing, I had the, the I had the record in my cart ready to go. They were only selling it in Canada. And for one reason or the other, I just said, nah, I'll get it later. Right? <laughs> and you can never it, say that. Yes, I know. And <laughs> and that record, of course, as you guys know how this story usually goes, sold out. So finally, it flashed up on eBay. I paid way more than I would have had. I bought it the first time I had it in my cart, but nevertheless, it's a record that kind of escaped me and I'm glad to own Chaos, the Joyful Rebellion. Uh, so those were my top three come-ups of the year. All right, so we're down to our last two categories. The next one that we're going we're gonna to do is the three most spun records of the year. Right. Now, we've kind of talked about the year that's been 2020 and how our listening habits have kind of been altered by different moods, different stress levels, different anxiety. So I'm curious to hear what you guys found yourself listening to the most here. Um, so let's start with Janae. Why don't you give us your top three most spun records of the year and why you felt like you gravitated to these records? Okay. Um, number, I'll start with this one. I don't know. This is this number three? Oh, nice. Los okay. Retros. I got yep. this early in, in quarantine when COVID started, even though I think it was released a couple years ago. Um mm -hmm. But I, I just, I mean, I loved this album before I had it on vinyl. I was already playing it over and over and over on Spotify. It's just a beautiful album. Yeah, but he's just super talented. Yes, that's um, a great album. Yeah. I, I it's picked, more of an EP though, right? 
That, yeah. That specific yeah. one that you have mm-hmm. up there? Yeah. Yeah. My next one, number two, is the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I love this thing. I hadn't seen Hamilton before COVID happened, and I think because I was just home and I had a lot of time, and I loved it. I yeah, love the music so much. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> nice. um, but these box sets were, were sold out. They hadn't they hadn't released, re-released them or reissued them, so they were really hard to find. They were really ex- expensive, and I think they they released another like batch. So wow. I, I got it. Um, now is there so so is there any songs in particular that you you just can't get enough of from that? I just I all of them. Okay. I, I it's just the whole thing is good. Like there's not one song that isn't good. Um, yeah, then then when you see it, you watch yourself. You know, wear that vinyl thin because you'll 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 all of a sudden start be playing that shit all over the place. Like it's nice. it's great. All right, so then the number one most spun record in the Casa Janay. Uh, we won't give your last name. I don't know if you put your last <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, don't give my folks. address either, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In Casa Vinyl Doctor, <laughs> what was the uh, number one spun record? My number one most spun record. This is Katsuoso again. This is Pastel. This is his EP from 2018. Um, he released this on vinyl, I think, like when the EP came out and it was, you know, he released a, a short run and, and they were all sold out and I never thought I would own it. But when COVID started, he was selling some kind of like obscure stuff on, on his band camp, stuff that he had left over, I'm assuming from his personal collection. So nice. he did, um, he released just, I think, one of these. And, and I snagged it off of his band camp. I love this, the CP. It is, I mean, I already talked about Quetzalcoatl earlier. It's just so beautiful. It's just so, like, romantic, and it's just so upbeat, and I just think it was just perfect for, like, the, the sad times that we're, that we're living in. Yeah. So I, I really love this, yeah. Rick, you want to go next? You, should I go yeah. next? You want to go last? I know, I'll go. Um, All right. So what you got for us? What were the top three? What was your, your vinyl rap? Of 2020. <laughs> so this is top most played. I would say, I mean, a, a top aside from all the singles that I mentioned earlier that get a lot of airplay. One of the most played singles uh, was a house record I found. Um, it's called Love Train. So Cashmere, better known as the guy who did uh, the Percolator. So Chicago and uh, house music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a record that house music. That you like, you know how you don't know what the fuck they're saying. You don't even know the name of the track or who did it. You just know, like you almost have to sing it to someone. Yeah. But like you know that one time that goes, yeah. you know, you look like an idiot. Um, so one of the things that happened in quarantine is there's a lot of DJs doing Instagram sets, and um, you know, luckily, like there was uh, a dude playing this record, and I just wrote the song, you know, get it, get it, you know, boom.
But this is definitely this song, Love Train. It just starts off simple and then it fucking hits. And it's like, I want to get sweaty. Like, I want to leave the club drunk, sweating, where I have to park the car in a Best Buy parking lot so and hope it doesn't get towed. That's so the type specific. of shit you're looking for. <laughs> this is like, so this, Gosh. like, and this was like, I, I love this record so much. Um, number two, I would put um, Shintaro Sakamoto. Hmm. Um, shout out to uh, Chris Milan, Supreme Weave on 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 Twitter, who randomly one day was like in the middle of of you know quarantine was like, here's some records that are beautiful that I just want to share, and this shit is just funky and soulful. Uh, the name of the album is How to Live with a Phantom. came out in 2012 the original pressing was going for like 200 japan you know pressed in japan and i was like nah that's not gonna happen i find it for 12 bucks <laughs> nice. an american reissue so i was yeah. like hell yeah um also as you know I, I i i you know working from home you're playing records i don't like to get up out of my chair to fucking flip a record because i hate it when that happens i hate it when a record only has two or three songs on it and it's just like dude <laughs> It's got five tracks on the front, five tracks on the back. You know, so you're doing about a good 25 to 28 minutes on side A, yeah. which is great. This is, that's, that's the pace I want. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to work, I'm going to do that, and then I'll get up and switch a record, go back, work, and then, you know. And I would say number one uh, most played, which was a come up for this year's Bus Driver's Perfect Hair. Nice. This is, you know, an artist I've been fucking with for a very long time and this is such a beautiful record there's a, the song um the most beautiful song he's ever done is king cookie face Think I'm at my very best. This is when she'll rub up on my hairy chest. I think it also, Bus Driver has a special place in my heart because it was him, um, Open Mike Open Eagle. Open Mike Eagle, yeah, yeah. It was No Can Do, and it was Milo, who's now our RAP Ferrera. They used to be known as the Hellfire Club. So that was just uh, uh, a beautiful moment in, in, um, in my hip-hop history where I was like in my 20s. All right, well, that leaves me with my top three spun. Hold on. One more thing. <laughs> non, non, non-film, non-film, non-vinyl release. Yo, I've, I think I've mentioned that I've, I, I started listening to Banda more and more. Okay. F- Fuerza Regida, dude. Fucking shit, man. <laughs> Urban Corrido. My God, dude. And, it just, and that shit just reminds me of... of um, it reminds me of hip hop. A lot of these guys are from like San Bernardino, South Central, and it's just like that same grind, that same come up. Um, but you know, fucking tubas and shit, and it goes hard. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put that as a special asterisk because once those things start getting released on vinyl, I don't know if that's their audience, but I'll be all over that shit, man. All right, I grab my three. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, yeah, the year being what it what it's been or what it was, I guess, now that it's over. Um, kind of called for 
I, I, Rick and I talked about this last episode that I found myself listening more heavy to records that took place yesterday with one exception. But uh, the first one I'll talk about is this one by Steel Pulse uh, called Handsworth Revolution. It was their debut album back in the 70s. Um, Steel Pulse, for, if you don't know, they're, they're a very, very popular reggae group um, by way of the UK. Handsworth Revolution was their debut. I mean, this, this record has a song like, I mean, it's literally, it's got a song called Ku Klux Klan, you know? And when you're listening to it, right, in a reggae element, it's always going to get you in a, in a moving mood. But I feel like this year, more than anything, moving was the biggest thing we had to do. Mm-hmm. Not physically move, like mentally move. I know I'm getting all fucking wax poetic here um, <laughs> as, as, I, as I'm thinking about it. But I've, I'm only speaking about like the therapy that these records mm-hmm. were in me and the lessons. And, and it's not like I never heard these records. It's just that they hit differently when you're going through different things. So this record in particular, um, Hansworth Revolution. So this record, I found myself kind of leaning on a lot this year during the pandemic and during the summer, especially. Uh, on that same tip, there's this artist that nobody really knows about that's called Young Culture. Now, this dude, I don't know if he is Jamaican, but I know that this record was made in France and reggae has blown up in France. And this record came out in 2019, actually. And it's an EP. Um, I owned it digitally in 2019 and then I bought it in 2020 because I found myself putting his EP on loop. Because with songs like Days Are Gray, Rise Up, Blind Eye, and One Meditation, which I encourage everyone to go listen to, you will quickly realize how this record hit so hard in the year that was 2020. So Rise Up by Young Culture. Shout out to him. And, uh, I highly recommend that EP. It's it's a good listen. And then lastly, as I as I mentioned earlier, I was going to give a shout out to to Mr. Vinyl Doctor, aka oh. Daniel, because outside of reggae, one of the genres that to me just chills you out the most when you need to, but can still stimulate you, you know, yeah. it, it's jazz. And my favorite jazz record of all time is this one that I'm about to to show because I it felt like comfort food it felt like that nice like scoop of ice cream that i just wanted to keep going to i didn't have to think explicitly about any one thing i could just kind of let let the music play in the background or in the foreground and that's by uh i quebec's Mm -hmm. blue and sentimental 
to me, like, there's no more perfect jazz. And I'm not a jazz aficionado, mm-hmm. but for the jazz records that I have listened to in my lifetime, there is no more perfect jazz record than I Quebec's Blue and Sentimental. mixer me is like oh because there are multiple reissues of this and then of course there's versions in mono there's Uh versions in stereo i could tell you that the version i have sounds amazing you know i can't speak to i don't the snootiness of jazz collectors are like no you gotta own because and there's a lot of snootiness there yeah exactly um so I'm not going to get into that debate. I, I appreciate that debate, but I'm not going to participate. Um, this record, whether you, whether you listen to it digitally, on vinyl, on a hi-fi system, on a fucking lo-fi system, it's great nonetheless. And that's how I judge my music. You know, yeah. does it bang no matter where you play it? Yes. Okay. It's a great yeah. album. So uh, that album was very therapeutic this year for me. Now comes the moment you all have been waiting for since episode one dropped or part one dropped. And that's what we've all dubbed our crown jewel of 2020. Now, crown jewel can be defined by your most expensive record and therefore your your most valuable record or the record that just for whatever reason, one reason or another, meant the most to you in 2020. Janae, why don't you tell us what your crown jewel of 2020 was and why? Well, I'll just say that I can't, you can't have me on without talking about Nirvana. So this is my beautiful OG, Nevermind. Nice. Um, Where did you get this? I got this. This was from Sonido. So I was, it was really early during, during quarantine. And he, he texted, well, he messaged me on, on Instagram and said, I have this OG, Nevermind. Are you interested? Of course I was. I said yes right away. The price didn't matter. Um, it was a pretty fair price. How much? Um, I think I paid. <laughs> we'll oh, censor shit. this. We'll censor this. <laughs> I, think it, I think it can go upwards to like five hundred. Wow. Okay. So you got the homie um, discount. Yeah, and he he delivered it. Like he drove it to my doorstep. He hand delivered it to me. Um, so that was really really nice of him. Um, so you had not you had not owned the OG pressing. You I had all these like other versions. Eight different <laughs> pressings of Nevermind. <laughs> Some bootlegs, some reissues. Some of them sound really great, but I've never, I've never had an OG. I don't think I have. I think the only other OG that I have is of Unplugged. It's mm. the white one. Yeah. Um, but like to have this one was, it's really special. It's, it's my favorite Nirvana album. It's, you know, it's their album. It's, it's their big one. So yeah. So it's really cool. Nice. Um, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel pretty, I feel pretty good. <laughs> Nice. Um, so yeah, without a question, it, that that's it. All right. So uh, Rick, what was your okay. crown jewel, and where'd you get it from, and why is it your crown jewel? All right, Johnson and Johnson. 
This is blue and mainframe. Nice. So, you know, everyone knows uh, Blue and Exile, Below yeah. the Heavens. It's it's an L.A. classic. Um, blue was kind of like a roaming free agent. So he just link up with producers and do tracks. He did a Crass, Crass Knuckles, Crass, C-R-A-C. They put out a record. I remember I bought that. Like what I remember hearing, again, Below the Heavens, holy shit, you know, hip-hop is back in L.A. And because um, it was just a beautiful record front to back. So anything that he did after that, I was like, I don't care where he was at. 2020 being the year of what records do I want on Wax, that was like... I wonder if it's out there. And I just went to Discogs and yeah. So I paid like for it. Okay. And that was like reasonable. And that was just like, I just found it in the US. Like someone in Arizona had it. Just waking up from a long night. Stretching y'all, singing song, cut off my alarm. Like, damn. Same track was playing all night. Now I'm ready to get it cracking to the break of the dawn. Like, uh, it's another sunny day in Los Angeles. Ready to cross paths with a Bridgetown champion. Call make money. Tell them meet me at the lab again. Likewise, it's gonna blow mainframes mind with this. I didn't do it again. Another hit for the club. Give a copy to Josh. Tell him spin it up. Get a bite to eat. Wash down and get set it up. Again, just a great record that doesn't get the love it deserves it's getting the love it deserves on discogs you know because it's fucking pricey yeah but um you know just blew at the top of his game mainframe did a great job producing when this album came out they had their album release party at the grand star in in uh in chinatown yeah i was i went and I remember it was just a pure hip-hop show. They were upstairs. There's no stage. He was just with the microphone, and we were all gathered around him in a circle. Damn. And they just did this album. And on the top floor, they have, like, those old disco dance floors where the where, the, where it's lit at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know if that venue, you know, hopefully, you know, God knows what, what's, what's going to come of that venue. It's it's a standout hip hop record and yeah. So I never even thought about it in the terms of, of wax. I never thought they issued it out. Like who's putting out a wax record in two thousand fucking eight when you know we're we're talking about Napster. Right. But one of the things I did find well, was Napster was dead in 08. What you I talking mean, like, about? Digital and shit. Well, like <laughs> iTunes. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. iTunes, iTunes is kind of like, like I think Napster to go <laughs> was trying to take off, which I subscribed to. I was like, yo, if you were still looking for music in Napster in 2008, <laughs> yeah. you, were, so, you were doing um, it wrong. But yeah, so I had, the, I still have the CD. And then as I became a more accepted Discogs buyer, because <laughs> nobody would have fucking, my rating was fucking low. Was fucking snobs. Fuck them. I still get rejected. I'm like 98. And this guy's like, nah, man. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's Either way, comedy. that's neither here nor there. But shout out to Veronica for clapping back on uh, when I said, yo, you're, you're, your Discogs rating is so low. She'd be like, but that FICO be up. <laughs> Shout out to Veronica. <laughs> so what, what condition did you grab that in? Uh, this was Mint. Oh, okay. You got a Mint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Janae, what was, um, what was the condition of your, of your Nevermind album? Not that good. Oh, okay. It's so it's definitely so, like a starter copy. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Don't even get me. <laughs> I've been wanting the fucking tackle this whole notion of starter copies copies. it's the biggest bullshit i've ever heard (laughs) that record store owners are just trying to use to sell you some fucking shitty records oh i didn't get that from the record store i just told myself that because i was just thinking like i'm gonna i've seen record stores out there 
advertised like the record, not in the best condition, but a great starter copy. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? That like bothers me when they also say minty. Like, what's minty? You just got me on a tangent when you said starter copy. It's like, wait a minute, let's tackle this notion of starter copy. And I say that as now I present my crown jewel of the year because I bought this record on Discogs. And the listed condition was, as you know, in Discogs, there's two conditions to pay attention mm-hmm. to. There's the condition of the media, a.k.a. the record itself, and there's the condition of the sleeve. Um, and sometimes those are not the same. For ex- for instance, if, with reggae records, often you'll find that the media is much better than the actual sleeve because people like Rick owned them before <laughs> and um, and they they took care of the record while they were playing, but they would chuck the sleeves or something or leave, put their coffee over it or God knows what they would do. Roll a joint. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, you know, that's how it works in Discogs. And obviously when you find a record that is near mint, near mint, uh, it's going to be a little more expensive than if you found a record that was very good plus and very good. Mm-hmm. Now, as Janae said, what the fuck does minty mean, right? Like it can it can mean is it is it mint or not? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's pretty much what we need to know. On the other side of that, we know that very good plus has a very loose oh, definition. Yeah. So does very good. Mm-hmm. So it literally is like the wild, wild west out there when you can't, in your case, you were able to go and see it in person. So that was cool. And it was the homie who was selling it. So you kind of trust that's built mm-hmm. in. In Discogs, if you don't know the seller and you've never bought from the seller before, you just have to go off of their ratings, you know, and the ratings don't always tell you the truth. For instance, Rick is actually a stand-up payer. He will, he does pay for his records, but his Discog rating said otherwise. You know? So, on Aww. the other side, on the other side, you have sellers who I give. I don't give a fuck if it says you know they they have a, a four and a half stars. You know, I want to know what those why that half star knockoff happened. Mm-hmm. All that to say that there's this one record that has been on my want, want list for the last five years. It's called Dance Hall Time, and it's by various artists. But the reason why this was a sought-out record of mine is because when we buy records, sometimes, mostly, we buy them for the music. Every now and then, we buy them for the cover or the artwork. Now, this artwork was designed by an artist named Wilfred Lemonius. Okay, now, Wilfred Lemonius is responsible for some of the funniest drawings on some of the best dance hall records of the 80s. When I first started collecting reggae, his artwork always stood out to me because not every day you see like a cartoon strip, you know, on a record and it's semi-vulgar, but (laughs) funny, you know, um, it it really reflects what the dance hall genre was at that time. It's like the doggy so, style album cover. <laughs> like. Essentially, essentially, the doggy style album, I bet you, was partially inspired mm-hmm. by Wilfred Lemonius type reggae covers. Um, and so this record, this artwork, was one of his harder to find pieces of artwork or records that contain his artwork. I took a gamble on Discogs and I bought, it flashed up some somebody in Panama was Damn. selling oh, wow. was selling this record and they listed it as very good plus and the sleeve condition to very good. For instance, this record actually has somebody's name on it up yeah. here. It says Marlon. Fucking Marlon. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. He, he brought it up. <laughs> yeah, he put it on the hat. 
on the bill here, yeah. Marlon, and then up here, Marlon. In case y'all wanted to know whose record this was, <laughs> don't fucking touch it. And I think it's on the label too, by the way. Oh, I'm um, sure it is. It plays beautifully. If it goes, if a near mint one comes up, will I buy it? Hell no. I'm happy to own Marlon's copy, by the way, and, pu- and put it in my future museum. You could change of, your name. Marlon. Records. Yeah, exactly. So that was my crown jewel of 2020. But, um, and that's it. That wraps it up. In many ways, there's a lot to be grateful for in 2020. And then there's a lot to be uh, somber over because a lot of people did you know lose their tragically lose their lives and the year has been kind of a shit show just both mentally and physically obviously uh but hopefully everyone took solace in just listening to these couple episodes or listening to your own records um and getting away for a minute or at times Mm -hmm. and just know man there is a light at the end of the tunnel we will be back again we're going to try to do our part and continue to do our part with wax for change and host more safe vinyl community i mean i can't wait that's another thing i can't wait for when it's safe to do it like we're gonna also do it right in person i can't wait to collab with some of these record shops and make it a party in their shop um but we're not there yet so in the meantime please tune in for our our safe digs our virtual digs via wax for change again the the website for that is waxforchange.org please follow janae aka the vinyl doctor on her instagram page at the vinyl doctor again please follow us at the fox crate i apologize i know it's a dormant account these days but we will be posting that's right you know it's (laughs) it's like that's like we say it's like christmas morning with the fox crate you never know when the presents when santa's going to show up um so just stay tuned keep us in your subscriptions if you haven't subscribed already please do so we are an Apple podcast. Tell your homies, tell all your fellow crate diggers, please. Um, and we'll be back with more episodes. And of course, we'll bring Janae back on in the future as well. Uh, so for the Fox Crate Podcast, I am your co-host, Sonny Hermano. This is Rick. Peace. Man.